Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is Chapter 124. Uh, thank you everyone for joining me. Um, it's been a couple weeks since I've talked about my normal nonsense. I did a kind of a special 1994 movies uh, uh, podcast last week. If you haven't listened to those, go check those out. And while you're at it, I did the 1994 podcast to kind of coincide with what I'm doing on my YouTube channel. So if you want to head on over to the YouTube channel... Uh, it's One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. Head over there, subscribe to that, go watch a bunch of the videos, like and share them and all that fun stuff. I've been kind of stagnated a bit on my subscribers in the last couple of weeks. I don't know, I was doing well for a little bit and then all of a sudden kind of just stopped and hasn't really got any farther recently. So I could really use everyone's help, so go over there, check it out and share it with your friends and let everyone know. I'm doing the videos every day, I think they're good. I mean, they're not amazing, I don't think, but, like, they're okay. They're better than a lot of garbage that's on YouTube, for sure. So, like, definitely go check them out. Um, and also, uh, check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Uh, subscribe uh, to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and, and or Stitcher or wherever else you can find it. Um, you can also uh, give five stars, give an, write a nice review. That also helps out. Share it with everyone. Um, like it, whatever the case is that you can find it, whatever they have options to share or like or five stars or whatever the case may be, do all that stuff. Um, also, check me out on Instagram, One Man Renegade, and also on Twitter, One Man Renegade. There's also a Facebook page at One Man Renegade Podcast. Check that out as well. Like that. Go check out everything over there. Um, and thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, so today we're back to the normal nonsense that I usually go over, and typically I start off with. Uh, matinee moments problem is is there's really nothing to talk about um i haven't watched any new movies uh recently and uh there's no new movies coming out because of everything going on uh the only real kind of change um outside of anything else i mean there hasn't been any changes to any like release dates or anything i don't think anything has uh, moved up um if anything things are still getting pushed back uh, Tenant is like the next big movie that's supposed to be released uh, in uh, in the middle of July. They still haven't moved the release date of that, so they're still going to try and go forward with that. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, fingers crossed that can work out, but here's the problem. Will theaters be open by then? Will people want to go? I mean, definitely, That's those are two different questions, obviously. Uh, if theaters are open, some people will definitely go. But the amount of people that are going to be safe, you know, uh, that are going to be um, willing to go 
uh, and feel safe about it or whatever. You know, depending on how they, I mean, obviously they're going to have to put in some guidelines and, and rules and regulations in terms of how many people can be in the theaters at once and kind of spreading everyone out and whatever the case may be. They kind of try to do that before everything kind of completely got shut down, at least here in Massachusetts anyways, uh, before, you know, so... And before everything was like, we're not releasing any movies anymore, blah, 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 all that. Um, but, um, you know, the one thing that's kind of going to be interesting, though, is, you know, going forward, if that's not the case and people don't want to go and maybe the theaters don't open or whatever, uh, I know in Massachusetts, at least, and a lot of other places, drive-in movie theaters have opened. And obviously, it's a lot easier to social distance if everyone's just sitting in their car. And that makes sense. But at the same time, there's not a lot of those. In comparison, obviously, the regular movie theaters, there's not a lot of screens at those. You know, you know, depending on where you live, you might have one, you might not have one, who knows. But um, certainly they're not as prevalent as they once were back in the day. Uh, I know there's some makeshift drive-ins kind of happening. A lot of businesses that have big parking lots that aren't really being used for anything right now are kind of, kind of makeshifting uh, drive-ins. But here's the problem with that, though, is, you know... A lot of times with drive-ins, even before any of this happened, a lot of times drive-ins will just, they'll show old movies just kind of, you know, out of, like, nostalgia or whatever else. It's, you know, usually the summer, so they'll show a lot of summer blockbusters of previous years and, and whatever, and it's kind of cool novelty to go. But, and you know, but then they also do show the newer movies, and obviously they only have, you know, a couple screens here and there, you know, so obviously not a ton of movies can end up at the drive-in. But the problem is there is no movies coming out. So uh, there, all the movies that are kind of out there on the drive-ins right now are, um, you know, older movies. You know, the the movies that came out before everything happened. So like Invisible Man or Onward or or Trolls, maybe I guess, because uh, that, that all that that kind of came out afterwards. But that went straight to video. But it's out, so I guess they could show that. You know, kind of you know, just movies that came out the last month or two, right before everything happened. But eventually people are going to get sick of those because there's only so many movies of those that came out that are still people want to go to see and can only show so many old movies. People are going to want to see new movies. Studios aren't putting out the new movies because they're delaying them until the theaters are open. But I just wonder if at some point some of these studios kind of say to themselves, we should put out some movies just to go to the drive-in. And I'm not saying like the big blockbusters like Black Widow or or Bond or, or Fast and Furious or whatever I wouldn't see doing that, um, but I could see some of the kind of like smaller budgeted films that weren't necessarily going to be big blockbusters, or the studios aren't sure about, or whatever. You know, they have them. If they're done, they're just waiting to be released. You know, some of them have just been getting thrown on um, on the on demand, and I guess you could do that too in addition to the drive-in. But like. I don't know how that would go over, but at the same time, it's like I just feel like at some point some of these studios are going to be more amped to put out some of these lower, you know, tiered movies uh, on the big screen and a drive-in. Um, and we'll see what happens, but like, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see going forward how, you know, how well, you know, the drive-ins are doing now versus what they've previously done in the past. Uh, and then once the movie theaters are back open and then the movies do come out, are people going to be more willing to go, are more likely to go to a drive-in than the movie theater? You know, it'll be it'll be definitely interesting to see how that kind of pans out once everything is kind of, you know, opened. Um, 
and even you know as we go forward and things get back to quote unquote normal or normal ish or somewhat normal to see how well the movies can do comparison to how they well you know a big blockbuster movie that came out would have done um given you know the situation but uh yeah it's all kind of you know up in the air and and it's kind of still question marks uh, that we don't we won't know the answer to until something happens uh going forward but with that said there are a handful of movies that did come out that i just still haven't watched either on netflix or apple tv or hulu or whatever else the case may be um or some of the ones that actually were in the theaters i just haven't got around to checking out uh now that they're on um on on demand or whatever but um that's because i've been watching a lot of tv shows so we'll get into that let's flip over to small screen streeps what did i just say small screen sweeps is what i meant to say uh been watching a bunch of apple tv uh defending jacob finished up its run uh, apple tv is kind of weird in that way where some of the shows come out weekly but then event some of them they just kind of drop hulu's kind of like that too where depending on what the show is they'll do it weekly or they'll just drop them um more like netflix but um I did watch Finished Up Defending Jacob um, that season. It was a pretty good show. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Chris Evans, obviously, is the main character doing TV, which is interesting. You know, he doesn't, hasn't done a lot of TV that I can remember anyways. Um, you know, I mostly know him as Captain America. And then, um, you know, interestingly, he did the TV, the movie for Snowpiercer, which is now a TV show, but he's not in that, obviously. But, um, yeah, so Defending Jacob... It was pretty good. The only my biggest issue with this is that it, it was definitely like a one season mini series type thing, eight episodes. Uh, they get to the end of it, and you're kind of expecting it to kind of wrap up and get all the answers that you have been waiting for all season. And then one of them, one of the biggest things, you know, the whole season's about, they just don't really give you the answer. So it's like, well, am I supposed to just interpret what happened? Like you're not telling me what happened. Like, obviously, other stuff that happens in the show that kind of give answers and there's resolution to them to some degree. But the one of the bigger ones, they just kind of like, meh, I don't know. We're not answering this. You could figure it out. And it's like, well, wait a minute. This whole thing was leading up to this. And, like, then you don't even give us, like, the proper ending or the proper answer at the ending? I don't know. It's it's it's, it's kind of irks me a little bit when shows do that. It's like... It's open to interpretation. What do you think happened? But it's like, yeah, something definitely happened, though. Why? We're watching all this to kind of figure out what happened, and then you don't tell us what happened? Like, it's, it's a bit annoying. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, definitely check it out. Lots of Boston references, or at least Boston area references. Not necessarily Boston. There's not a lot in Boston specifically, but, you know, the suburbs of Boston, I guess. You know, a lot of it takes place in Newton. I mean, given where you know Chris Evans is from, Massachusetts, it makes sense. It makes sense, but uh, yeah, ultimately, I just feel like the ending could have been better for the show. But um, moving on, um, another show I watched on Apple TV was Home Before Dark. Now, I initially saw this show and I was like, okay, this is all right. I read kind of the plot and I was just a little confused by it because I wasn't quite sure what the target was for this show. Um, so. You know, it's a TV 14 movie, or uh, show, rather. So it's not, like, over-the-top, you know, you know, with language or violence or you know, anything like that. Um, so it's like, all right, so it's not going to be like that. And then the premise of the show is this. So 
there's a family, um, and the father is a like investigator in New York, and basically he, you know, he's kind of, you know, teaching his daughter kind of the ways of investigating, and he's investigating a reporter, uh, so investigating, reporting on stuff, and all that. And she's kind of doing her own little thing, and she's got like a blog that she's posting stuff online. And fine, in New York City, that's not a big deal. No one's going to really notice. Whatever. But then he gets fired because he gets obsessed with this case and won't give it up. And they basically are like, well, we, we have to let you go. So he moves back to his hometown, which is a small town in Washington State. And then his daughter starts kind of doing the same thing she was doing in New York. But uh, now she's in a small town, so it kind of becomes a big deal. And they kind of unravel a mystery, and it kind of leads to that. And then you get all kind of details going forward. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where what it is. And like I'm like, huh, all right. So what's this gonna be? Is it gonna be kind of for for kids, or is it gonna be like a general show? Like what exactly is it? And it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be, which is not necessarily a bad thing per se. But it's a little confusing when you're watching the show and the tone just completely changes you know here and there because it's like you know you have this girl and then she gets some friends and they're all kind of investigating and it's kind of a little bit like harriet the spy like i don't know meets like stranger things kind of thing so it's like kind of like kiddish but at the same time it's like eh, it's like the girl's i think supposed to be 11 or 12 or something like that i, I don't know specifically i don't remember what the they, i'm sure they say it in the show i just don't remember off the top of my head um so it's like yeah a lot of that stuff is kind of aimed towards kids it seemed like but then on the flip side, like a lot of the main story with the dad and kind of everything that's going on is a little bit more, you know, aim, I wouldn't say adult, but like it's more aimed towards an older audience, I guess. So it's kind of more of a family show at some points, but then it's like TV 14. So there are a little bit of elements that are a little bit more risque, I guess, but not like totally. Um, so it's like, yeah, definitely a show that could have been like the CW or Fox or something like that without having to be on you know, Apple TV or cable or, or whatever the case may be. Um, so, I don't know. It's not bad. I Definitely worth a watch. Um, it's definitely a show I think they're going to do more of because there was kind of cliffhanger uh, at the end. Um, well, definitely a cliffhanger at the end. Um, and, yeah, so there's definitely more to it. I, I mean, I assume, I'm assuming it is going to have another season. I mean, I don't know. You never know with these shows that are kind of new because, you know, it's on Apple TV, so you don't, like, there's... Not the ratings, like, you can't really go by ratings, it's just kind of Apple TV going based off of, like, oh, how many people watch this, but they're not telling you, so they don't know. As far as I know, I mean, I don't know, maybe they, they do, I don't know. But regardless, I do believe there will be more to the show, so check it out, it's on Apple TV, it's not bad, Home Before Dark, check it out. Alright, next up I did watch on Apple TV was The Servant. Um, so this is M. Night Shyamalan, I'd seen commercials for it, it came out, like, last fall, I think, or like last November, December, I don't remember exactly when. Um, uh, um, but uh, yeah, so I'd saw, seen the commercials for it, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, so you know it's going to be kind of spooky and weird and a little horrorish thrown in. Um, it's kind of labeled as a horror show, but like I don't know necessarily horror, uh, but um, I read the premise without watching it yet, because I was like, oh, what, what's this show about? And I read the premise, and initially I was like, wait, wasn't this a movie? Because the premise is that there's this couple, uh, basically there's a couple that had a son who passed away, and then they have a doll, and then they hire a servant to help them with the doll. 
And I was like, wait, wasn't that the plot of The Boy? Uh, which, you know, actually has a sequel, The Boy 2. The Brahms or The Brahms, The Boy 2, whatever it's called. I haven't seen it yet, but... Uh, yeah, so the, the, the Boy, which came out a few years ago, it had um, this older couple that hired a, a servant, a nanny or whatever you want to call it, um, which was played by uh, Lauren Cohen. Um, and it was weird because Lauren Cohen is British. Well, she grew up in... It's weird because she's American. She was born in the United States, but she grew up in England. So, like, you've seen her in Walking Dead, obviously, and she has, you know, obviously putting on an accent. But when she talks, like, normally, she has kind of a British accent. But then in this movie, she was American going to England to be a servant, to be a nanny. So it's kind of like, wait, why couldn't she just been from... Like... Why couldn't she just bring from England? I don't, I don't totally remember, and I don't want to spoil anything necessarily, but I feel like the only reason they did that was because her brother or sister or something was... They didn't want to, like... Or maybe I'm confusing movies. I don't know. Whatever. It was kind of weird. But regardless, I was like, yeah, I've, I've heard of this before. Like, this seems very similar to that plot. Um, and then I was reading, and, and I heard there was a lawsuit um, because they... And, and for the show, the servant, and I was like, "Oh, the the people that did the boys sue, sue the servant," but no, it was a completely different movie that sued. The it was the truth about Emmanuel. Um, so I've never seen the truth about Emmanuel. It's a movie that came out back in two thousand fourteen. Jessica Biel is in it, and um, like it, I. I was kind of briefly reading the plot, and I don't quite understand totally how there's a lawsuit. Um, I mean, granted, watching the show, it's te- it's a, b- a bit different than you know the boy, for for instance. Um, the general plot is this, and I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a there's a couple. Uh, the the wife's a um, uh, a news reporter in Philadelphia. The husband's a chef. So they're very busy with their work, but they have a child. Um, now the child ends up passing away. You don't know what happened, but you know the child passes away. Uh, and then they go through like therapy, and then one of like the things that are brought up for you know coping me- mechanism is to replace the baby with a doll. And so the wife kind of gets obsessed with that, and kind of is you know kind of you know lose you know kind of losing it thinking this doll is the baby whereas the husband's completely well aware of that it's a doll and not a baby and whatever but for whatever the wife is kind of losing it you know just grieving and kind of you know is in this weird state where she thinks the doll's a baby and then they need help with the baby which is the doll so they hire a nanny and then the nanny comes and like the husband kind of is trying to go along with it but then the nanny's really going along with it, and he's like, you know, there's a doll, and blah, blah, blah. Then craziness happens, and I don't want to spoil anything for you, but there it is. Go check it out if you want. So I was like, all right, well, that's not really like the boy then. That's a bit different. Now, how that can, how is how that's like um, the truth about Emmanuel, I don't know. <laughs> don't really know. Um, uh, supposedly... I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I've never seen the truth about Emmanuel, so I don't really know. I'm just I re- reading the plot doesn't really sound that similar, but maybe I'm just reading it wrong. I I don't know. But in any case, uh, the servant's pretty good. 
Uh, there definitely, there's definitely gonna be more to it because it ends, it ends on a cliffhanger. So there's definitely gonna be more, uh, uh, another season, I would imagine. Uh, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's a night Shyamalan, so it's got a really spooky, like creepy twists and turns and whatever. Uh, you know, typical to a lot of his movies. Uh, so yeah, not bad. If you have Apple TV, I'd say go check it out. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, I also watched Pennyworth on Epics. Uh, Pennyworth is the is the story of Alfred Pennyworth. Yes, the butler from Batman, uh, and they kind of kind of go over his story about what he did before he was a butler, obviously, and how he met uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, and and kind of their backstory as well. Kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Agent Carter that was on ABC. Uh, where you kind of get the backstory of Howard Stark uh, along with Agent Carter and that whole thing where it's like, well, we know Howard Stark, you know, he's going to be Tony Stark's dad and and that whole thing um, and kind of what he was doing prior to, you know, all that before like the MCU kind of story picked up um, with all that. Um, And then obviously Agent Carter was in Captain America and all that too. but, But, you know, obviously Alfred... You know, he comes from something. He's got skills, of some some degree, depending on which version of Batman you watch. But uh, you know, what is his backstory? You never know. So here it is. If, if you ever wanted to know, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Like, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of goofy when you think about it. Like some of the Batman's, like with how Alfred is, and like, okay, this was this guy, and now he's like the butler of like Batman. You know, I know he does a lot for Batman. Don't get me wrong, but it was like it's like yeah, okay, I guess so. You know, and, and then obviously the dynamic between Bruce and uh, I'm sorry, not Bruce, Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, and then Alfred, kind of. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, it's. I think they're gonna, they're definitely gonna have a second season. Don't know when because it was supposed to come out soon, and it's not happening because of reasons. Um, but um, yeah, not bad. I mean, if you're into the whole DCU, DCEU. I don't think it really connects specifically with any sort of storyline or whatever, or any of the sh- other shows or movies or whatever. But you know, you know Alfred, you know Alfred from uh, Batman, all the Batmans. So you know, it's cool to see kind of his story and what he's all about. But uh, yeah, so yeah, check it out on Epics if you want. Uh, what else am I watching? Uh, Snowpiercer, as I mentioned. Um, yep, that that's a couple episodes in so far. It's on TNT. Um, you know, obviously it's the movie kind of extended out with more, you know, time to develop the characters and, and the, just the, the train itself and kind of what the dynamics are between the different carts and the different areas of the train and all the people that are kind of running it. So yeah, there's definitely, uh, more, you know, more to the show than there would be to the movie, which makes sense, but it's obviously based kind of still around the whole plot of the movie and and that and that everything so you know it's pretty cool so far i mean we'll see where they go with it um you know i don't think they're necessarily gonna do what the movie did at least not at first uh eventually i think it, you kind of have to do something along those lines but like for now they're just kind of developing you know the story of the train and the characters and stuff so we'll see where it goes i mean you know obviously if it's good and it gets multiple seasons and stuff you can't really do everything all at once so you got to save some stuff for eventually down the line too um but yeah there you go uh 
Rick and Morty had their uh, finale this past weekend. Uh, this season was, you know, it's always weird with these Rick and Mortys. I remember, I remember I first got into it right before the third season started, and I watched the first two seasons and then watched the third season. Or maybe the third season had already even started. I don't remember. And, like, you know, it, you know, some of the episodes right away, they're, like, really funny and, like, okay, that was really good episodes. Other ones, it's like, I don't get it. But those are the ones that you eventually, like, after watching a bunch of times, you you get it. Like, it takes a couple, few showings of to watch it and be like, oh, now I get it. I get it. Okay, that makes more sense. Blah, blah, blah. That's funny. Uh, you know, as opposed to just belly laughs right off the jump where it's like they're just making jokes, which there definitely are. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, for I feel like a lot of this season was that way, though, where I'm going to have to watch a lot of these episodes again to kind of get them. But, you know, there's definitely a couple where, like, okay, yeah, this this is this is... It's hilarious. I get it. It's funny. When I mean, the next question in terms of Rick and Morty is, when's the next season going to be? Because you never know with these guys. It, they take forever on a good day. They take forever. And uh, given everything that's going on right now in the world, who knows? I mean, they got um, 60 more episodes to go on their contract. So uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But, you, I mean, as it is with this season, they split it up, which almost is okay. I'm actually okay with that. I remember when they used to do that with South Park. They would throw a bunch of episodes on in the like, spring, and then they'd do a bunch in the fall, and then eventually, like, no, nah, we're just going to do ten in a row. I mean, obviously, they shortened up the season because they were going from all the seven in each stretch to ten total. So I was like, all right, you're already taking away four episodes, and or whatever it was. Maybe it was six. No, I think it was seven per stretch. And now you got to wait. Now i got to wait, like, a long time till I get the next set. Uh... You know, because they only put them out every year. Uh, Rick and Morty doing five at a time. Now they weren't very separate. They weren't separated by a ton of time, but still, like it was good to separate them because it's like, all right, here's five. Now I don't have to wait two years or whatever, and takes till it takes there to put out a new season. And then here's five a few months later. You know, they could probably have even. I mean, depending on how fast they're going to put on another season, they probably could have stretched those out a little bit more, and it would have been even better but i don't know at the same time it's only 10 episodes so it's like you can only stretch those out so far i guess but uh in any event good season rick and morty it's solid um check it out uh star girl started up on cw now they're doing kind of a weird thing where it's like it's on the dcu app the day before or maybe it's on sunday on the dcu app and then it comes out on tuesday on the cw not 100 percent sure of the day on dcu app but it's definitely on cw on um on Tuesday. So far, so good. Um, you know, it's kind of weird because, like, I don't know specifically that this was ever planned to be on the CW. So it doesn't really totally mash up in with the other CW shows. But at the same time, it does because Stargirl was on the crossover. But then so was, like, everything on the crossover. But they had a previous used Stargirl in, like, the previous seasons. But it was kind of, like, a different version of the character, it seems like. It's a bit confusing, because, like, they do mention the Flash, but, like, it's not, doesn't seem to be the Flash that we know from the DCU, or the, sorry, from the CW version of the Flash, the Flash reverse, Arrowverse, whatever they call it. So, I don't know. We'll see what, going forward, if they end up uh, kind of, uh, you know, if it stays on the CW, for, for one thing, and if they incorporate some of the other Arrowverse stuff into it. We'll see. I don't know. You know, because it's, it's tough to go based off the 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 crossover with the infinite the crisis on infinite earths because it was like they had everything <laughs> i mean 
Smallville was in it. Like they had guys from the original Batman and stuff. Like it's like I don't even know, you know. Uh, so it's tough to tough to even judge what was part of what what was part of what. But speaking of what was part of it, was definitely Batwoman. Batwoman was definitely part of it, but Batwoman's no longer gonna be Batwoman anymore, I guess. So they they talked about how well. At least not that Batwoman. Let me rephrase it. It's still going to be Batwoman because if it's not Batwoman, then it's not Batwoman. But uh, the Kate Kane version of Batwoman, because Ruby Rose decided to leave the show, that's no longer, that character is going away too. So then someone else is going to come in and take the mantle of Batwoman, supposedly. Um, So I don't, there's no real word on what that's going to be. Supposedly looking for an African-American black, uh, African-American black, yes. An African-American Batwoman. Um, to play the role and be like a completely different like, so they <laughs> go from a, um, you know, from, from what Kate Kane was to a completely different character. Now I don't know if that's an existing character that's, in, is in, like the comic books. I don't think so. I don't know, but like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure how they're gonna do that. It'll be interesting to see, and that could have been just a rumor, of whatever. I mean, definitely Ruby Rose is out. Um, and in terms of them replacing the character, whether they're recasting the role or replacing the character, probably makes more sense to replace the character, but at the same time, does it make sense to do a random person as Batwoman? It's like, I still don't know. I still, I still almost at the same time just scrap the show and start over and use some other character or something. But um, I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what goes. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a... Um, Oh, Legends of, speaking of CW, uh, Legends of Tomorrow ended up their season, um, I mean, ended on a cliffhanger, so I got, I'm guessing they'll be back for next season. I don't, I don't remember if they got renewed or not. I think they did. I think all those shows did, so they'll be back next season whenever that actually ends up happening, because they're not going to be the fall. They've already released their uh, schedule, and then there was nothing set for the fall in terms of uh, the, the Arrowverse shows. Uh, they are going to show... Swamp Thing, which was a DCU uh, um, show. And speaking of DCU app, um, HBO Max launched, and they have Doom Patrol is going to be on their their uh, on HBO Max. They have a bunch of different Batman stuff and some other C, uh, uh, DC stuff, but they don't have all the DC stuff, and that makes sense if they have a separate app. But at the same time, it's almost like, why... And I looked it up, and I couldn't find it, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a way to do it. But why wouldn't they offer it as a bundle? When Disney Plus came out, they were like, all right, you can bundle this with Hulu and you know, ESPN Plus. Why wouldn't HBO Max come out and say, oh, you can bundle this with the DCU? I'd pay an extra couple bucks for the DCU. Why not? Um... And then you wouldn't really have to do this whole like crossover, like, oh, Doom Patrol is going to be on this, but this is going to be on that, but then eventually maybe this will be on this. It's like, just put a... Just have it so you have all the DC stuff on the DC thing, but you can get it through HBO Max. Like, pay an extra dollar or something. Like, I don't I don't get why they had to do it like that. Um, you know, because the way Disney Plus did it with Hulu, ESPN Plus, it makes sense. Just bundle it. So, I don't know. Maybe eventually they will, but it's just kind of like you... Why, why, why are you doing that? You're, you're stepping on your own feet when you're doing that. Because it's like, well, I don't necessarily want the DCU if I can get HBO Max when HBO Max has some of the stuff. Maybe not all of the stuff, but I'm not going to pay the extra money to get the DCU stuff 
if I can get at least some of it on HBO Max and all the other stuff that's in HBO Max. And speaking of HBO Max, something I was not aware of when I signed up for it, it's not on Hulu. I mean, sorry. Yes, it's not on Hulu, because that doesn't make any sense. It's not on Roku, is what I mean to say, or Amazon Fire, which I primarily use to watch those apps on my TV. Now, it is on PlayStation 4, which I do have, so I can do watch it through that. But if I'm going somewhere and I'm not going to bring lug my PlayStation 4 with me all the time, I can bring my Roku stick or my Amazon Fire stick and watch it. Now, the one thing it's okay if you want to watch HBO stuff, because you can still get HBO Now if you have HBO Max. And HBO Now app is on Roku and Amazon Fire. So if you want to watch anything HBO, that's cool. But if you want to watch anything specifically HBO Max, you can't do that on Roku or Amazon Fire right now. They did make it work out a deal with Xfinity, though. So after I did that whole thing and dropped it and then re-got it because HBO Max wasn't going to be Infinity, they then made a deal, although it's not available yet. So who knows when it's actually going to be available. But I also got the discount for signing up beforehand anyway. So whatever. They're making everything really confusing when it could be a lot simpler, is my point. Um, but speaking of PlayStation 4, let's move on to games for Greg. Um, so PlayStation 5, I should be right now getting ready as I'm recording this. I'm recording this Thursday afternoon. There was supposed to be a, there was supposed to be a PlayStation 5 event happening very soon as I speak. And it got delayed or postponed. Postponed to when? I have no idea. I don't think they have announced uh, they postponed it due to the current ongoing events in the world, which I don't even know what that means anymore, but I think it was specifically because of the the rioting and the protests of because uh, of the, the the George Floyd death. I believe, I don't think it had to do with COVID, but it could have had to do with COVID, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure because they released it right after all that kind of stuff was going down. Now, with that said, they haven't announced a new release or a new uh, date for the for the um, for the event, and I don't know if that means they're not ready to do this or they kind of. I mean, obviously, they kind of were showing support to the protesters, like you know, or you know, in that whole thing. So I get it, but it's like, all right, well, then tell us when you are going to do it because now they're not just they're just not saying anything. It's like, hmm, I wonder if they weren't ready yet and they took this opportunity to, you know. By showing support, but also getting their stuff together because they weren't ready to do this? I don't know. It just seems so weird. I mean, this whole PlayStation 5 thing has been really weird. And given it's supposed to come out this year, so, I mean, ideally, November, for you get, you get you know, before Black Friday, so you can get the sales to before Christmas, um, you know, that's not that far away. <laughs> you know, we haven't even seen it yet. Seen the controller... You've heard about some of the games, but, I mean, we've seen the Unreal Engine 5, but, like, when's the, when are we actually going to see the system? When are we going to hear some details? Um, outside of, you know, we got a lot of the specs, um, but, I mean, I'm talking, like, the price point, the release date, that sort of thing. Still haven't got any of that. Still haven't got any of that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It would not surprise me at all if this gets delayed till next year. This gets delayed till next year. It would not surprise me at all, and there's plenty of reason why it could be delayed till next year. Um, but I don't know. And if that was the announcement they were going to make on this thing, I could see why they would want to 
delay that because if you know, hey, I, I know there's a bunch of rioting and and and, and not nonsense of of everything going on, and I don't mean that in the, I mean there's a bunch of bad stuff happening. Is my point, uh, you know, with COVID and you know uh, the the murder, the the police brutality murder, um, and the rioting and the protesting and hey, by the way, PlayStation Five delayed. <laughs> Till next year. Oh, that would. That, obviously, I don't think they want to jump on that and give more bad news. I don't know. I'm not sure. We don't know yet. We'll see what happens when they actually do have the uh, uh, the press conference or or the event or whatever it was going to be. I, I mean, pretty sure it was just going to be an online thing because COVID. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll find out at some point, sometime down the line, maybe at some point, maybe I don't know. <laughs> we should have been finding out right now, but it got delayed. Uh, but Sega, that didn't stop Sega from making a bunch of announcements. Uh, one of which was uh, Fog Gaming instead of Cloud Gaming. I, I don't quite understand it. I don't really get it. I don't. I don't know anything about it. So fine, whatever. Fog Gaming, cool. Sure. Don't know what it is. Don't quite know what it is. Don't understand what's happening with it. Maybe eventually I'll, I will. I just I just heard it and I'm like it went, it went one in in one ear and not the other. I'm just like I don't know what this is. Um, but the other announcement was a little more intriguing, but yet at the same time a little more um, uh, aggravating. I think would be the word. So you know, coming off the heels of the Sega Genesis Mini, which I have, it's cool. Um, they definitely did a lot better job with the emulation than they previously had been done with the um, at-games systems. You know, it has a bunch of good games, it's good build, it looks cool. Um, it's a cool system. Um, on the heels of that, given that it is Sega's 60th anniversary, they wanted to do a little bit more, so they decided to do a Game Gear Micro. Yeah. It's really weird looking. It's tiny. It's super tiny. It's like it fits in the palm of your hand. Um, and if you remember the Game Gear, the Game Gear definitely didn't fit in your palm of your hand. So, like, first of all, that's super tiny. So to play that in the first place is kind of, I can't imagine, very comfortable. Uh, but yeah, it's only coming out in Japan as of right now. The pre-sales went on sale and they immediately sold out. It doesn't come out till October. There's going to be four different colors. But there are also four different versions. Yes, so each version has different games in it. How many games, you ask? Four games. There are four games each on each system. So you're thinking, oh, okay, so maybe this is like a bargain bin type of thing. You get like for, you know, $10 as an impulse buy. You'd think that, but no, they're going for like 5,000 yen, which roughly is about $50. So, to get all four of them, which, again, only has four games, so that's only 16 games total, you're going to have to pay $200 for these tiny little Game Gear things. And you think to yourself, oh, well, you know, well, they're more modern, so they can just plug them in and, then, and, and they'll charge, right? No, no. You have to put in AAA batteries, because of course you do. Oh, man. I think they really dropped the ball on this, because it would have been cool if they put out something... Like kind of a Game Gear version of the Sega the Genesis Mini, that would have been cool. Yeah, the different colors would have been cool too. But like, if you put like fifty games on it, I'm on board. If it's fifty bucks, but not four games and then four different versions of the four different games on each version, when you have to pay two hundred dollars, 
when the Sega Genesis Mini was 80 bucks, I think, and it has, what, 40-something games or whatever it is? Like, I don't understand Sega. I don't get it. I don't get it. And don't give me, like, oh, well, it's small. So you can't put a lot of games on small. No, you can put a tiny little micro SD card that can hold billions of gigabytes. Well, maybe not billions of gigabytes, but a lot of gigabytes that can hold a lot of different games. Because these games aren't big. Game Gear games are tiny. You could put a ton of them on, even like a gig would hold a ton. Um, But any event, uh, yeah, so Sega Game Gear Mini, Micro, whatever it's called, uh, comes out in October in Japan. Whether it comes to the United States, I don't know, but um, it could have been really cool, and I just feel like they dropped the ball with it. All right, moving on. Concert Concerto, I got nothing. There's no concerts coming up anytime soon that I'm going to anyways. Uh, all the concerts that were scheduled are kind of getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Who knows right now? As as of right now in Boston, I think the earliest there will be any is like September at the earliest. Because they kind of said no big gatherings until September, until after Labor Day or something like that. So I would assume concerts are all big gatherings. I don't really know. But in any event, uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't foresee anyone going to any concerts anytime soon, or there being any big concerts anytime soon, so there's that. Alright, let's move on to Sports Splash Zone. So now, I completely forgot to talk about any of this um, the last time out, but there was nothing really concrete last time out, so I'm glad I didn't really talk about it, because I just have to talk about it again right now, which I'm going to. So, NHL has a plan, NBA has a plan, MLB are just arguing a lot. <laughs> NFL doesn't have to worry about it yet because they're they're just planning on having a regular season. Um, but they, you know, as we get closer to September, that may change some of the kind of preseason stuff and, and maybe training camps and what, however those go. But as of right now, no changes there, but they don't need to. Uh, NHL's plan is, well, the plan is, and there's no set dates or anything yet because uh, they're still trying, trying to figure out all the... Uh, practicalities and safetyness and and all that but the plan is to have two separate sites and have the teams all at the separate sites now they said the regular season is over regular season's over they have um so they're gonna have um the top four seeds from each conference as of you know the last day of the standings you know before everything ended will get buys into like the first round of the playoffs, so there'll be a playing round between the other other teams. So it'll be um, you know seeds five through twelve. So five will play twelve, uh, six will play eleven, and so forth in each conference. Um, and then the winner of those will go on to play the four teams. The four teams that got the bye. Now the four teams that got the bye will have a mini round robin. They'll each play each other, and depending on how that pans out then they'll be seated one two three four now the thing about this that was kind of a bit confusing and they weren't really clear on was whether they'll be reseeding and i feel like you have to do reseeding because otherwise it doesn't make any sense because if you had the number one seed that wins the round robin get the number one seed and they're supposed to play the winner of eight and nine but what happens 12 beats five then 12 that beat five is playing four and then one's playing eight or nine that doesn't make any sense you got to reseed you got to receive, especially when you're dealing with those high numbers. Now I know they don't; re- they normally receive in hockey. Before they did the, they changed the um, the way the the 
the divisions work and the playoff structure because they're going back to kind of like the whole conference structure instead of the division structure. Fine. So you got to do receiving. I know basketball doesn't do it that way, and that's, you know, it is what it is, but there's also only eight teams in that scenario, whereas there's 12 teams in each scenario. And then they still haven't narrowed down how many games there are going to be. Um, from what I understand, so I feel like the buy-in round is going to be two out of three, from what I heard. But then the first round might be only out of five. So that's another reason why I think you need to recede, because series, out of five is very, very tough for, you know, that, I mean, that that's, you know, you know, out of seven can be, I mean, hockey, whatever. And then they'll do seven for the second, you know, and going forward. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they've officially nailed that down in terms of the games in the series. But certainly the round-robin thing and, uh, you know, the teams the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, the regular season's done. They're doing that. Moving forward, there it is. Um, now, ho- hope the hope was to start up sometime in July, middle of July maybe. But uh, they haven't really specifically set any dates. Um, yeah, um, NBA, they just approved the deal today. Uh, they're going to have 22 teams, but the way they're going to do it is, so the, the top, they're going to do, so they're going based off the current standings, but any team that was within six games of the final playoff spot are in, and they're going to have, I think they said eight Regular season games, so do eight more regular season games, and then the you know have it play out to where the standings would be. Um, now the teams that weren't that close, they're just done. They're just done. Uh, as far as I know, I'm confused by that though, because they do eight regular season games. Does it mean they're going to play? I, I'm confused. Who's they're going to play? Um, each all the other teams that are still in. I, I don't know that part. I'm confused by. But then there's even more confusion because if they said if one if two teams fall within a certain amount of games for the eighth seed, then they'll have a play-in tournament or a play-in round to then get the last seed or something along those lines. And then they'll have the regular playoffs like they will. I mean, in terms of if they'll have full seven-game series, unclear. Um, they did also announce that... Um, they're going to do the NBA draft lottery. I think they said August 25th, and the NBA draft is scheduled for October 15th, I believe, if I remember reading that correctly. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the details are a bit, you know, unclear totally. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, some of the teams weren't really too happy about not being able to play. Uh, you know those eight teams that wouldn't be in the scenario, but ultimately it was approved twenty-nine to one. So yeah, it's. I mean, you know, they'll have to iron out all the details and stuff in terms of who plays who, when, and stuff like that. In terms of those eight regular season games, and then how long the playoffs uh, series will be and everything like that. But um, yeah, so I mean, but at least steps some step steps in progress. Um, and I guess uh, the word is they wanted to start up the season again. Um, sometime at the end of July, and it's going to be all in Orlando. So there you go. Now baseball is a whole other uh, pile of crap, <laughs> if I can say it bluntly. Um, 
So initially, MLB came to them and said, hey, we're going to do, um, you're not going to get your full prorated contract. We're going to do scaling based off of your contracts. You know, the higher guys are going to lose a bigger percentage of their pay versus the lower players. Um, they wanted to come back beginning of July, do a small small uh, spring training. I think they wanted to start the spring training in June. They'd play 80 games and then have the playoffs, expanded playoffs, um, and that was it. Then, <laughs> but then they changed their tune, and then they said, you know what, we're, we're too far away from that. We're going to do 50 games, 50 regular season games, and then playoffs. And then you know, the Major League Players Association was like, no way, no, that ain't happening. We won 114 games. And a prorated thing, because the more of the games that the players play, they get more of their contract, obviously. Owners are arguing, well, the more games we play, we're losing money because, you know, we don't we don't have the fans. So we have to pay the players to play in front of no one, and we're not rev- getting any of that revenue from the fans. Uh, then there's the whole aspect of the television contract versus... Well, are they prorating the television contract because they're not getting the regular season games? But then there was this whole, like... L- wording about the playoffs and there as long as the playoffs happen certain things kicked in it's all a bunch of nonsense and no one's agreeing on anything and it's you know it's 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 not looking good for the league i'll say that based off of nhl is you know at least has a plan in place whether they come back or not is a whole other scenario versus safety and that regulations and and the logistics of you know figuring all that out uh hockey same thing football we don't have to worry about yet but if they are back in september playing games and baseball just can never figure it out and no, don't have a season or whatever. Looks very bad. Looks very bad on them um, from a, you know, from a PR perspective and, you know, the uh, general um, perspective of, uh, you, know, you know, the other sports we're able to do it and you guys can't figure this out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's lots of questionable, there's lots of people questioning whether, what the long-term effects of that might be for baseball if they aren't uh, able to figure this out. Um, I'm hoping they can. I'm hoping they can figure it out. I mean, in terms of socially distancing, it's the best sport to play <laughs> in terms of you know being far away from people as, as actually playing. Not that that would matter. I don't think they're going to test everyone anyway, so when you know it's not that big a deal. Um, I guess sort of the issues were that people didn't want to be away from their families, and if they're all centralized in certain locations, obviously you know that could be tough to balance that or whatever. But I just I, I just feel like there's a way to figure it out. <laughs> there's a way to figure it out. Especially if the other leagues can figure it out as well. But there it is. Um, that's the sports update. Now, UFC's back. They're doing their thing. I'll say no crowds or anything. NASCAR's back. Golf's back. So, you know, sports are coming back. A lot of the soccer leagues are on their way back too. So, you know, sports is definitely coming back. But in terms of the big major four, you know, those are those are where we stand right now. So, we'll see how it all pans out in the end. Um, but, um yeah, there we go. But speaking of UFC, let's move on to fights for money. Uh, there was a couple of UFC events that took place. Actually, I guess there was just one since the last time we've talked. It was UFC Fight Night. Tyron Woodley uh, took on uh, Walt... No, Gilbert Burns. Sorry. Wrong match I was thinking about. I was thinking of Walt Harris and Ngano. That was a couple weeks ago. No, this was uh, Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley. Uh, I picked Tyron Woodley. He, Got he lost by unanimous decision, and it was a good decision. Uh, 
uh, yeah, Gilbert Burns won every round pretty much. Um, he pretty much dominated. So no, no big surprise. Uh, I mean, it was a bit of a surprise, I should say, but no big controversy on the decision or anything like that. It wasn't close. So got that one wrong. Oh, well. Uh, but uh, moving on, we got UFC 250 coming up this Saturday. Um, it is on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. The uh, pre-show, the early preliminary card is on ESPN Plus or Fight Pass. And then the preliminary card is on ESPN and ESPN Plus. And then the main card is on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. So if you want to check that out, go check out all the details on ESPN Plus or wherever else it's available, wherever you are. Um, specifically, I don't know. I don't know what the deals are. I feel I feel like it's on different things depending on which country you're in, but specifically United States, ESPN Plus is where you can get it. Um, big match is obviously Amanda Nunez defending the Women's Flyweight Championship against Felicia Spencer. Uh, so that's a big match. There's no real big other big one. I mean, there's a few other notable guys in here, but that's the big match. So I'm going to stick you stick with my only making predictions for the main card. I know I did the whole card for 249, but that was kind of special circumstances because 249 was like a bunch of UFC fights kind of combined into one event. Uh, but, um, I mean, I can't go against Amanda Nunez. I, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, uh, t- until she loses, I really can't go against her. So there you go. Uh, Amanda Nunez to uh, retain the... Uh, flyweight championship. She's still the uh, bantamweight champion, isn't she? Yeah, she's still the bantamweight. Um, see, that's always weird because I'm like, well, how how do you determine who which one she defends next? You know, because I know when Cormier had both of them, they pretty quickly were like, all right, you're you stripped them of the light heavyweight one. So, I mean, I don't really know why she can still have both right now, but. Yeah, it is what it is. So we're going Amanda Nunez. So there we go. I mean, that's uh, no, no real other news, I don't think, out of uh, uh, UFC or, or anything else. Uh, I know there was talks of a bunch of boxing matches that may or may not happen at some point in the future. I don't know. But there's nothing really concrete, I don't believe. Um, UFC is still talking about UFC Island because they want to have a lot of the international um, stars fight each other, which, you know, if they're stuck over... Sees they can't necessarily come in the country right now because of everything or whatever. Uh, so there was the fight island thing that was, you know, talked about. Uh, but as of right now, there haven't really been any concrete news about that in terms of if anything's actually going to happen. So nothing really to say much on that. All right, let's move on to turnbuckle time. All right, stick, kicking things off, we'll talk about AEW and talk about dull or nothing. So, um, did pretty good with my predictions. Um, kickoff show, we had the best friends taking on Private Party. Winner would receive a uh, title match, which we'll talk about in a second because they have announced when these title matches are happening and it's not quite what people thought there was going to be. But it is it is what it is, uh, given what's going on. Um, so, yeah, so um, best friends beat uh, Private Party to get the number one contendership. Then they will face the number one contenders who as of right now are Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega. They defeated um, somebody last night to retain the titles, to move on. Um, yes, Private Party and 
no, that someone had a fight the week before, so fight last night. It was private party, and the winners, right? <laughs> wow, I'm blanking right now. I just watched it too. All right, I got myself all confused. All right, so Kip Sabian, Jimmy Havoc beat SCU to then have a shot at Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Then a Kenny Omega Adam Page one. So they go on to Fighter Fest, which is their next event, but it's not really a pay-per-view. They're just going to have it over the course of a couple of different Dynamites, kind of like what they did with Bash of the Beach back in January. Um, and they'll take on Best Friends, who had beaten Private Party at Double or Nothing. Okay, got it. Got it. Get it. Got it. Good. Okay. Um, then, moving on to the actual pay-per-view, uh, Double or Nothing. So I got that one right. Um we had the, um, the, uh, what was it, Casino, the, what was it called, the Casino, um, oh boy, I'm blinking, the Casino, no, we had, oh, what is this, excuse me for a second, I'm having some computer problems looking this stuff up, we had the Casino Ladder Match for future AEW World Championship Match, which is happening at Fighter Fest. Again, it's taking place, I think it was July 1st and 8th. Over the course of those two episodes of Dynamite, July 1st and 8th. Um, to, uh, yeah, for Fighter Fest. Um, again, originally it was supposed to be kind of an event. It was going to be a pay-per-view, supposedly in London. It was going to be this whole festival thing that obviously isn't happening. So, there we go. So, um, as, was, as was sort of predicted or thought, yeah, that's probably going to happen. The mystery guy, who ended up being Brian Cage, who was a former Impact champion, who uh, had been signed earlier in the year, but then had some some injury and just had been waiting to get healed and finally uh, per, uh, debut. And he debuted with Taz. Uh, he was the mystery final opponent, and he obviously won because, of course, he did. Uh, so my prediction of Darby Allen was wrong. Um, and now Brian Cage will go on to Fighter Fest to fight the champion, which we'll talk about who that is in a moment. Uh, next up, MJF defeated Jungle Boy. No big surprise there. The only kind of weird thing about this was then the next night on, on, uh, or the next, on, on the next episode of Dynamite, there was a battle royal to determine who would be the number one contender for the TNT championship, which was won by Cody Rhodes after he beat Lance Archer, Mike Tyson, Kind of confronted Lance Archer and Jake the Snake a little bit, and then awarded uh, Cody with the belt. We'll talk about Mike Tyson a little bit you know, more in a little bit. Um, so, seemed to make sense that Cody would then fight MJF for the TNT Championship, but then they put in this whole battle royal, which eventually was won by Jungle Boy, who had just lost to MJF because right, um, who MJF had beaten Cody. Um, yeah. And then Lance Archer said he was going to beat Jake the Snake. The whole thing's confusing. The whole thing's confusing. Eventually, I think Cody and MJF will have a fight for the title at some point. But regardless, uh, Cody did defeat Jungle Boy to retain last night. Next up, Chris Statlander beat Penelope Ford, who was replacing Britt Baker, who was injured and couldn't fight. And also, uh, Ray Phoenix was injured, was on the ladder match because of what happened at Dynamite the Wednesday before. Alright, next up, Dustin Rhodes beat Sean Spears. No real big surprise there. Um, I got 
you got all those right. Um, the next one up I did get wrong, however. Karu Shida defeated Nyla Rose for the... Um, in a notice qualification match, I should say. Uh, our notice qualification in no count for the AEW Women's Championship. So you got that one wrong. Uh, John Moxley beat Mr. Brody Lee uh, by technical submission. Because, sure. Uh, to retain the title. Now he will go on to fight Brian Cage. Um, obviously Taz is in Brian Cage's corner. Uh, no, I mean, no big surprise there. I just feel like they kind of wasted Brody Lee a bit. It's like you bring him in, his first high-profile match is for the championship, and then he loses. And I feel like they're going to do the same thing with Brian Cage. But hey, that's what they want to do. Go ahead. It's like, hey, these guys didn't get big opportunities in the big show. So here it is, and they lose, and and no one cares anymore. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen, but it's like, where do you go after that? Where do you go with Brody Lee? It's like, oh, hey, he just came in and immediately had the championship match, and then he lost, and now what? I don't know. It just seems... Like, you build them up to a championship match as opposed to just giving them a championship match right off the bat. Makes more sense to me, but hey, what do I know? I'm not I'm not a booker. Um, and then finally in the main event, which was the Stadium Stampede match, which um, which uh, 1995, or the Raw Bowl call, called from 1995 and said, hey, we did a lot of this earlier. So, yeah, I mean, since it's in a stadium, there was a lot of football gimmicks going on. And it's kind of like, yeah, this would kind of make more sense if it was football season, but it's not. I, mean, I get that you're in a football stadium, sure, but like, there's a couple of things that are just like, why, what? I mean, overall, it was kind of cool, but like, it just seemed a bit. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, a little bit uh, worn out from all the cinematic matches they've been having recently, because it's like the thing with the cinematic matches, and they could be cool. Don't get me wrong, they can be cool. I join them from time to time. But when you're getting multiple of these back to back to back to back because of what's going on, and I get it. I get that. I get it makes sense to do these things. You kind of get worn out. You're kind of like, ah, these are these are cool if they're a special thing once in a while. But if you have too many of them, they kind of lose their luster. And maybe I was just worn out by the time I got to this. But I mean, it was just like some of the football things were just dumb. It's like at one point they go to like do a review, but they go in the injury tent and pretend it's a replay booth, which made no sense. Um, and there's a couple other things that are just nonsensical. And that's fine. They don't have to. I mean, it, but it was just kind of like, <laughs> like they threw a flag on a play. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the Raw Bowl back in 95. So, or maybe it was 96. Either way, uh, Billy Gunn was there. He should have let them know. Uh, but anyways, uh, Matt Hardy and the Elite, uh, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson beat, defeated the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana Ortiz after a uh, uh, Kenny Omega threw Sammy Guevara off a balcony type of thing. Or was like suplexed him off it or something. I can't totally remember what the move was. But some some crazy move off the balcony into like a pile of garbage because, you know, gotta be safe. A pile of garbage is safe. Or whatever it was. It was some weird, like, structure that they built to obviously break their fall. Makes sense. Be safe. <laughs> not, not, not jigged on that. They've been doing that for years. But it was just kind of like, yeah, here's this random thing here for no reason. It's, it's always weird when they do that. It's like, hey, all right, let's go jumping off this stage. Random thing for no reason. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was, I mean, overall, it was a pretty good show. Um... A bit long coming off of the Money in the Bank paper, which was so short. But I mean, that's that's not 
not not really big. It's not a criticism. It's just an observation more so than anything. Um, but yeah, so then moving into the next night, I mentioned Tyson earlier. So Mike, Chris Jericho came out and they had a pep rally, even though they lost their inner circle lost. Uh, and then and then Jericho called out Mike Tyson. They did the whole Tyson Austin thing from back in '98 in WWE. But the reason they're doing this was something that also happened in WWE ten years ago, um, when uh, Jericho referenced the fact that Mike Tyson knocked him out on an episode of Raw ten years ago when he wanted revenge. So fine, but it was kind of funny because like, all right, yeah, because when they when they did the whole thing, I was like, yeah, they've done this before, the Tyson and Jericho. Uh, I mean, he referenced it, so it's like, but I mentioned it to a buddy of mine who saw it, like a highlight or something. And he's like, wait, Jericho and Tyson are fighting? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And then he immediately sent me the clip, like the gif of Tyson knocking out Jericho. It's like, yeah, they already did this. It's like, yeah, I get, you know, like, that's the reason they're doing it. Ten-year ten year grudge, I guess, because, sure. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know if they're actually going to have a fight. I mean, if they do, it's not going to be Fighter Fest. I'll be at uh, All In probably in September. But I don't know if Tyson's really going to do a match or what or if, because Tyson came with a bunch of buddies of his, so maybe if they do kind of like an inner circle versus Tyson and his buddies, maybe interweave some actual wrestlers, it could make more sense as opposed to just doing one-on-one with Tyson and Jericho. And that's the whole thing, too. And Of course it's Jericho, because, you know, and, and that's part of the problem, I think, AEW's happen a little bit right now, is they have these stars, quote-unquote stars, that they're, you know, that they tout. But then when the big things happen, they use all the guys that people already know. And I get it. That makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, don't, don't, don't tell me you're building up your stars when Kenny Omega is stuck in these tag matches and Jericho's fighting Tyson on your main, in your main, your main storyline. It's like, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and, and, and you know, and you're wielding, you're wielding in these guys from WWE or impact in Brian cage, his case. And just immediately they're getting title shots at Dean Ambrose, you know, John Moxley, and that's fine, and don't get me wrong, like, I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, very WCW, <laughs> very WCW, or even very TNA, too, um, you know, meanwhile, it's like, if you just had, like, Kenny Omega, um, versus, you know, I don't know, Adam Page as your top story, and these are your guys, these are your homegrown guys, or, you know, relatively speaking, homegrown guys. Haven't been in WWE, haven't been on the other shows, you know, you know, a little bit Ring of Honor, New Japan, whatever. But just as far as the mainstream, uh, mainstream U.S., you know, crowd, they don't know these guys as well. Which is maybe why you didn't want to do that, but at the same time, it's like you can't say, oh, we're giving everyone opportunities. And then meantime, you know, Tyson's fighting Jericho as your main event. And Luke Harper's fighting Dean Ambrose. It's just like, you know... And speaking of WWE guys that are now in AEW, FTR, or the former Revival, also showed up on... Uh, in, um, I just wanted to call it Impact. On Dynamite last week. I was almost going to call it Nitro. Um, and, uh... Yeah, they're there now. So they teased the thing with the Young Bucks, which they've been teasing with the Young Bucks online for years now so eventually that's probably gonna happen they're just called ftr which they didn't specifically say stood for anything um 
I don't know. But, um, yeah, so there it is. The Revival are now in AEW. So, there it is. All right, moving on. So, Raw has, uh, there was a new U.S. champion on Raw, and there's a new 24-7 champion on Raw, too. So, Apollo Crews, uh, got a shot at the U.S. title against, uh, Andrade, and he took advantage of it and won. That led to Austin Theory getting kicked out of Zelina Vega's little group, and eventually he joined up with Seth Rollins and Buddy, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, whatever his name is. Um, unfortunately, the AOP are just gone now because the one of them got injured, so the other one had to be injured too. Uh, so now uh, Seth Rollins and his disciples, or whatever you want to call them, are enthralled in a feud with Rey Mysterio and potentially Dominic. That seems to be where they're going with that. Um, Apollo Cruz. Unclear what's happening with him, but he's kind of got this kind of back and forth thing with Angel Garza, and uh, and and uh, I mean I fin- again and, uh, and um, Andrade clearly wants a title match back, but then Kevin Owens is kind of involved now too, so there's that. Um, Gronk has been let go of his contract because there was some some language in the contract that said if he went back to the NFL, I think he would be released from his contract. So he had to get rid of the 24-7 championship. So R-Truth showed up at his house in Foxborough, because apparently he still lives in Foxborough, um, and pinned him. No big surprise there. Uh, nothing else too big of note to mention. Nia Jax is injuring, keeps injuring Kyrie Zane for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And that's it. The, the Iconics are back. Don't know if I talked about that before. They're on Raw. Um, yeah, I think that's it that I can think of that's relevant. I mean, we'll talk more about this next week. I mean, Randy Orton, Randy, Randy Orton and Randy Orton and Edge are, uh, in their feud still. Uh, they're having the greatest wrestling match ever, or whatever they're calling it, um, at Backlash. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, on, over on the, um, SmackDown side, there's the Intercontinental Tournament is rolling on. Now, it seemed to make sense that they were going to have the finals of this on at Backlash, but no, they're having the finals next week on SmackDown. Uh, it's Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, who is now officially a member of SmackDown because he got traded for future considerations. Sure, why not? Uh, so, AJ is now officially a part of the, the SmackDown brand. Which, with that, they've kind of already given given up on the, the like crossover thing, which I'm pretty sure was just Baron Corbin that one time, and then Charlotte Flair a bunch of times. Although, I don't know, maybe this didn't do it this week. I, I, I didn't remember anyone from SmackDown being on Raw, uh, outside of maybe Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, but they're the women's tag champions. And now my Amazon Echo's doing stuff, because I said Alexa... No, nothing. Sorry. Um, so that doesn't really count. But anyways, um, yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about more of that stuff next week. Anyways, uh, so let's move on to NXT as we are building towards Takeover in Your House coming up on Sunday. Now, a couple of notes from NXT stuff. Matt Riddle is now moved over to SmackDown. He had a kind of a blow-off match with Timothy Thatcher. After they lost the tag titles and kind of had a thing, they had this weird, like, kind of cage matchy thing, which was kind of reminded me of the Lion's Den, but it was more around the ring, kind of had these platform things. Uh, then Kurt Angle, who was someone that got let go, was back, 
and he did the he was a special guest referee. Then he introduced Matt Riddle, and there was rumors that he was going to be managing Matt Riddle, but then he kind of came out and said, nah, I was just introducing him. I, you know, he talked to me about maybe managing him, but that doesn't seem right. He can kind of do his own thing. He doesn't really need a manager. So he's going to be on SmackDown going forward. Um, the Cruiserweight Tournament, again, another weird situation where I assume the, the finals were going to be on the pay-per-view. We're not, but it came down to Drake Maverick, Maverick taking on El Hijo de Fantasma. El Hijo de Fantasma won to become the interim cruiserweight champion, question mark. Because they, at the beginning of the tournament, they kept on saying it was the interim championship because James Devlin has a championship, but he's stuck in, in in Ireland. So they're just kind of an interim championship, and eventually that would lead down the line when they can have a um, unification bout. But uh, then they kind of just stopped mentioning that. So it's not clear as to what the deal is maybe they just kind of don't know when that's going to happen so it makes more sense just not to really mention it until they know when they can do it and then they can start bringing it back up i don't know but what this also meant was that drake maverick who was another guy like kurt angle that was uh let go was done because he didn't win the title so now he's gone so he was walking off waving goodbye to everyone and then triple h came out and gave him a new nxt contract so he will be sticking around for the time being, um, apparently a bunch of the guys that got let go were offered uh, significantly reduced contracts. Um, clearly, uh, Drake Maverick took one. Angle, unclear if he took one or if he's just doing a, you know, appearances or whatever. Um, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone else shows up. Uh, Impact was was uh, rumor like. Stirring the pot and making rumors that at their pay-per-view a bunch of these guys were going to show up because, you know, their pay-per-view is right in the middle of July when all their contracts, all their uh, 90-day clauses or whatever would be up. And they have a slammery pay-per-view. And obviously a lot of these guys were from there, so they just started like, the video of a bunch of the guys that had been previously in there. And who knows? It seems as if someone is going to show up because they kind of made it seem like someone's definitely going to be there. Who it's going to be is the question. Um, obviously will not be Drake Maverick at this point, but... There it is. All right, so let's get, excuse me, let's get into uh, TakeOver in your house. Yes, it is TakeOver in your house was because it is the 25th anniversary. Wow, 25th anniversary, or it just was a couple weeks ago, the 25th anniversary of the year first in your house when they actually gave away a house on pay-per-view, Todd Pettengill. Um, but, um, yeah, so they're bringing back in your house because... It kind of makes sense. Everyone's in their house because of the situation. Um, now they're, they're in Full Sail University, and that's happening on Sunday. Um, it is, uh, I think the pre-show starts at, I don't know if they're doing an hour pre-show or half an hour pre-show. It's either 6 or 7. So, sorry, 6 or 6.30. And the actual show starts at 7. Um, so there's six matches currently scheduled. Don't know if they'll add anything, but they, you know, six matches seems on par with what they typically do for the takeovers, so... Um, that makes sense. Uh, and if I can bring up the card, I can talk about some of the matches. So kicking things off, we got Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox taking on Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, obviously, there's a lot of history between all of these people. Um, uh, Candice, well, Dakota Kai beat up Mia Yim and then Tegan Knox prior to the, uh, the uh, TakeOver War Games back in November. Uh, and then 
She's been feuding with Tegan Knox pretty much ever since. She brought in Raquel Gonzalez. Then Candice LeRae, given what's happened with Johnny Gargano, kind of changed her stripes and uh, went the bad route and is kind of getting involved with Mia Yim. Chauncey Blasshart's kind of just kind of someone to, I don't know, fill in the, fill in the, fill in the empty slot, I guess. Uh, but she's kind of had back and forth with Dakota Kai recently as well. Uh, and Candice LeRae, I believe. So six men. Or six women tag match. Um, I'm going to go with the heels, I think. Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Just because. I don't know. I feel like they want to build up the Candice LeRae uh, character a little bit more. If nothing else. Maybe Dakota as well. Alright, moving on. Now, I don't know if this is going to be on the pre-show. If any of these going to be the pre-show. Not really sure. But... Uh, if anything, it'd probably be that one that's on the pre-show, unless they added an additional pre-show match. Uh, but um, all right, let's move on. Next up, uh, Keith Lee will be defending the NXT North American Championship against Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah, this should be a pretty good match. There's been a lot of back and forth between them recently, uh, but I, I unless they're planning on moving one of these guys up, well, not necessarily Johnny Gargano, but unless they plan on moving Keith Lee up. And the rumor is they're moving Donovan Dijakovic up to Raw soon. Um, so maybe they won't move Keith Lee anywhere. I don't think they need to yet. But unless they are, which would mean that Johnny Gargano would probably win the title here, I see Keith Lee keeping the title. Alright, next up we got Finn Balor taking on Damian Priest. So now, um, Damian Priest showed up and got involved in Finn Balor's match when he fought Cameron Grimes, I believe it was, after he was supposed to fight uh, Velveteen Dream, and he got attacked in the back and wasn't couldn't fight in the match. And then he came out and Cameron Grimes was running his mouth, and then, you know, they had a match, and then... Uh, Punishment Martinez, yes, Punishment Martinez. Uh, Damian Priest came out and attacked him, and now they've been just doing back and forth jarbs, and now they're having a match. Um, part of me thinks maybe they're gonna push Damian Priest here and have him win, but at the end of the day, I just feel like Finn Balor is gonna win because I feel like they still haven't quite done that Finn Balor Adam Cole match, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, next up, we got uh, Charlotte Flair. Defending the women's championship against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai uh, in a triple threat match. Now Charlotte Flair's been on like all the shows and doing all the things, so it's kind of <laughs> she's kind of not been paying attention to the NXT as much. So maybe that's the reason she'll lose, and they'll be push her back on Raw and kind of forget about this. At the same time, she did just win it at WrestleMania, so to then have her just drop it quickly, I don't know. Kind of feel like Rhea Ripley's gonna get their win back. I feel like you need to have... Yeah, I'm going to go Rhea Ripley. Go Rhea Ripley to win the title back. There we go. Alright, next up we got... Um, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Karrion Cross, who will be with Scarlet in his corner. Uh, so obviously the big story here was Tommaso Ciampa lost to Gargano in their um, warehouse match or whatever it was called. Um, and then he was kind of giving his final speech about the whole feud and how 
it was over and he was done with it and whatever. And then Karen Cross, who had a bunch of things popping up, um, vignettes or whatever you would call them, uh, that the doomsday was here and the countdown to midnight and all that stuff. And then he showed up and beat him up. And there it is. He's here. He's now. So now they're going to have a match. And I got I, I got to think Karrion Cross going to win. This is his first like big match. So I can't really see them bringing him in just to lose to Ciampa. Um, so yeah, Karrion Cross. And then finally in the main event of the evening, or I assume it's going to be, in a um, last chance backlot brawl for the NXT Championship. If Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship while Cole is still champion and is a backlot brawl, whatever that means specifically. I know there's rumors that a bunch of people showed up for the taping and brought the cars and parked them all in a circle. So I guess it's going to be kind of like one of those... They've done them before. I remember William Regal had one with somebody and feel like there's a couple others that they've had where they you know everyone's parked their cars and they just fight in the in the back lot sure um you know obviously that just opens up for undisputed error which right now just consists of roddy strong and bobby fish because kyle o'reilly is stuck in canada along with uh bobby rude and all the other bobbies um or whoever else is canadian i don't know but um yeah, so Sami Zayn is up there too. Although he wasn't stuck, I was still I was confused by that because Bobby Roode is apparently stuck in Canada and couldn't come back. Sami Zayn apparently just went to Canada, so he then wouldn't come back. I don't know. Still confused by the whole thing, but anyways, Kyle O'Reilly's not hasn't been seen. He's been in Canada, I'm assuming. Um, from what I understand, I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but we're, whatever the case is, he's not hasn't been on the show. But anyways, I, obviously Roderick Strong and. Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, sorry, no, Bobby Fish, will probably get involved. I just, I can't, I just don't see him, I just don't see Adam Cole losing. Now, I know there's a stipulation that Velveteen Dream won't challenge again, but fine? I'm, I'm fine with that? I don't know who Adam Cole is going to lose to. Um, you know, he's had the title for a year now. But, like, I feel like they were leading to... Cole and Finn Balor, and then they had it, but like, I still, I still feel like that's 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 what that's what it's going to lead to, and I just don't see him losing that Velveteen Dream. So there you go. There's my prediction: Adam Cole, baby, to retain. Now, there's rumors supposedly Adam Cole's contract runs out this summer, so that could play a factor. There's rumors he's going to go join his wife, girlfriend. I don't know if they're married. No, I don't think they're married. No, they're definitely not married, because I remember that was a joke on AEW, because Big Swole, who is married to Angelo Dawkins, made a joke to Britt Baker that she wasn't married. So, yeah, they're not married, I believe. Yes. Uh, But anyways, um, there's rumors now that he might jump ship and go to AEW. I don't know, and if that's the case, then he's definitely going to drop the title here. But, uh, you know, that's just rumor and hearsay anyways, so. I don't know. But anyways, I'm sticking with Adam Cole for now. So there you go. There's my predictions. A NXT TakeOver in your house this Sunday. WWE Network, which I should mention that. WWE Network now has a free tier. But with the free tier comes a bit of a, you know, a change. 
you can no longer sign up and get a free month. You can either do the free version, which has a bunch of stuff on it, but not the pay-per-views or the, the live events or whatever. Um, or you can just sign up for $9.99. So, you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of still do the free thing, but at the same time, they feel like they're giving away too much with having the free month with the pay-per-views and people signing up and getting the pay-per-views or the events or whatever, or takeovers in this case. Uh, so I don't know, because you could have signed up right now and gotten takeover, backlash, you know, so, you know, they're trying to prevent that, I think. They want people to actually sign up to watch those things, so now you get the free version, which, plenty of good content on the free version, I guess, but, um, I don't know, I'm signed up, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but you gotta sign up if you actually want to watch the takeover now. So there we go. I think that's everything. I don't think I forgot anything. Um, again, uh, head on over to the YouTube channel, One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. Like, uh, subscribe to the channel, and then watch the videos, like, and share them. Uh, head on to the blog, Razor blog, uh, Check everything out over there. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever else you can find it. Give five stars. Give a nice review. Like and share that. Um, also, head on over to Instagram and follow me at One Man Renegade. Also on Twitter, One Man Renegade. Like all my stuff over there. Or, you know, let me know or at me and say something. Say hi or whatever. Or let me know what you think about the podcast or the YouTube channel or whatever the case may be. It's fine. Uh, and stay safe. Stay safe out there. I know, you know there's a lot of protesting going on, which has led to some violent stuff. We gotta be safe. Uh, that's not gonna help anyone being violent. And uh, you, you need to protest. That's cool. Like. If you want to protest, that's cool. Like, I get it. Um, but at the same time, like, don't be stupid about it. Don't be violent about it. Just be peaceful. But also, try and stay socially distant, too. We still got this, you know, virus going around. So, you know, I've seen a lot of these, you know, protests and people are right on top of each other. And that's not safe either. So, I mean, I know it's a bad timing for this, all this stuff. I mean, obviously, obviously, it's bad timing that any of this stuff is happening. But just in terms of, you know people wanting to voice their opinions and protests but at the same time you know there's a there's something going on there's a virus going around and we're getting you know we've been really good well we've been better you know getting the numbers down and you know it seems like we're headed in the right direction but if all these people if everyone's kind of crowding on top of each other trying to protest on the one hand great great get your word out but on the other hand don't don't get a lot of people sick because you know that can just lead to you know, terribleness on the other end uh, down the line if people start spreading this more around um, when we thought we kind of were headed in the right direction. Um, but um, just be safe. Be safe. Um, stay safe. Um, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'm. my plans are still totally up in the air. I should have been in Maine at my, my vacation house by now. And unfortunately, some a lot of uh, delays and stuff going on because of non- all the nonsense happening in the world. Not necessarily the, the newer nonsense, but just the just the the COVID stuff going on. Uh, delayed a bunch of stuff and then other stuff going on. Um, but um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. So I'm just going to sign off and say hopefully I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for, for watching, listening, all that stuff, and we'll talk to you again soon.